Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. How are you, man? Not much. I said, how are you? <laughs> hmm. you hate when that happens. You, yeah. Well, earlier today. I'm fine. We, How's it going? <laughs> nothing much. Er, earlier <laughs> today. I just walk away? <laughs> yeah. Earlier today, we saw our coworker, uh, Johnny, and uh, he comes up and he says hello. And first he goes to Laszlo and goes to, like, shake his hand. And then Laszlo, like, had his fist out to do, like, a fist bump. So he oh, goes no. to fist bump. So then. Oh, but that no. was pretty clear. It, it was fine. It like, was it was fine. just a quick one. Boom. It was, like, shakes. So then he goes over to me. I've got my hand out to shake it. But now he's in the fist bump thing. <laughs> so as I'm going to make the fist bump, he goes back to the handshake. And oh. it was, like, the, you know, by the time oh, we finally yeah. touched hands, I basically got both hands on him. Like, I hey, there. Felt I felt like uh, uh, me and him, it went fine. It was so, It was a little bit. But I was like, oh, okay, you're going to do the fist bump. But then I felt like I did look at the way you guys fumbled around. I was like, oh, man, I started that. You, right. I it was a chain reaction. I, yeah. Because I do. I think. It got real awkward when he got to you. And I was like, oh, no. I go fist bump, I think, with people. Just maybe since COVID, I've thing. decided. I know. Fist every, bump it everything. seems like it's become so, so I, common. I, I just feel like, you know. Uh, a lot of people do. Everybody does it. And, I, you know, if you wanted to shake my hand, I can't imagine you getting mad because I fist bumped you. Right. And if you only want to do fist bumps because of COVID. Right. No. Me going to shake your hand might make you feel uncomfortable. So it's fine. It's really, really but common I fist now. bump only. It's crazy to think it wasn't that long ago when Obama gave the fist bumps and Fox News was like, terrorist fist bump? <laughs> I mean, that was, you want to think that was 100 years ago, but it was about 15. It wasn't even 15 years ago. But it does seem like there's something age-related with that. Or maybe it's just how well you know the person. Because I do, Snow Cone, if you were to meet someone, if you were being introduced to someone now, do you think you go instinctually fist bump or handshake? I go handshake. Okay. Yeah. I think I've moved mostly towards fist bump, but I guess because... It was someone I've known for a long time. I mean, I, I guess if it's, you know, times. depends on the setting. I know, but I think even when we first met our new boss, or at least when yeah, I first I met her at dinner, yeah. she fist bumped us. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, you know, it was a pretty, I mean, formal's not the right word, but it's a, it's your, you know, important boss, and you're meeting for the first time. It's a business relationship. And I was like, wow, you're at like a fairly nice restaurant, and you're fairly nice to me, at least. Lazarus probably like, mm-hmm. that place, what are you talking about, nice restaurant? But it seemed nice, and, you know, you go to meet, and it's it was boom, a bar, fist bump. by the way. 
that's what I, I knew there was going to be something. I was like, it seemed nice. They had, you know. It's a decent uh, place. It is just pa- a bar. Though. Paper menus, you know, where one side <laughs> is food and the other side is alcohol. Mm-hmm. If it's a paper menu that's not laminated and it's got just the one no side. No pictures. No pictures, right? Well, I know. No pictures. Mm-hmm. That's, for whatever reason, a bad thing, which is ridiculous. I'm not saying you have to take it all the way to the uh, book level of, what's that place called? Not macaroni. Cheesecake Factory. The book is too much. That's a few too many options. I like when you're but talking about fancy restaurants. You're like, I mean, we don't have to go. That's not fancy. Cheesecake I know. Factory. It wasn't that fancy. I know. I'm saying. <laughs> okay, you man. don't have to go picture book. I'm just saying it's so ridiculous to think that people wouldn't all prefer the pictures. But I get it. You go to a nice restaurant. You're spending good money. If you see pictures, you're like, well, why am I paying all this money for pictures on the menu? But secretly, you wish there were pictures. Who does? Just like in books. We've had this debate before. Of course, because it's a debate worth having. And for some reason, (laughs) it's, it's not over yet. It doesn't make any sense. The, the 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 lamination you could say okay well that's a sign of quality They're being I cheap. think you know my dad used to say sometimes like he would take me to dinner uh, when I would go visit him you know at, when he retired or whatever and you go to those restaurants and it wouldn't have the prices on it right yeah and I'd be like well how he's like look if you know you got to ask how much it is you can't afford it right that's well. it. And I feel the same way. If you got to ask what it looks like, then you don't like it. Exactly right. Right? So That's just order problem. something on the menu, you know what That's it looks like. Issue. So if it comes up with uh, some sort of name and you're like, I don't know what that is, then don't order it. No, and that's where you get down to the rotisserie chicken or whatever. Right, so it's yeah. like a full bird. You're like, okay. <laughs> because the great irony with the menus is that the, the menus that don't have pictures are usually the ones, there's a lot of French or a lot of words that just like, you know, yeah. in a such and such sauce, you're like, I don't even know. Right. I don't so even that, know. I have no idea what to expect So here. what I'm telling you is keep scanning. Right. So you just keep scanning. And All like, the way oh. down to either the steak or the salmon. Yep. Pick one. Yep. I'll have this, uh, I'll have this fish. Or or sometimes I'll say, what do you recommend? Which I know you don't like that. But yeah. sometimes I'm just like, it's dark in here. I have no idea what any of this stuff is. I'll just ask them to recommend something. Let's see. I don't actually know that you don't like that. It just seems like a thing that Lazo wouldn't like. Doesn't bother me. You've never, have, but have you done it? Is it something you do? Like, what no, do you think? No, I won't say, what do you recommend? But if I'm at a place where I'm like, where it seems like maybe that wouldn't be what they do. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's on the menu. So I may ask like, hey man, is that oh, any good? And you know, I... It's not like, their yeah, specialty. No, right. So, yeah. Like, if you're at a steakhouse, you're like, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll try the fish, right? Yeah. You're like, hey, is that any good? Because, you know, there's a chance they're like, get the steak. Right. You're in a they're steakhouse. like, well, do, yeah. you have, do you have a problem with right. steaks? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> then you know, and that's right? you know. They're like, because that's why we have it on the menu. Right, really. exactly. That, that's it. I don't think we've had. But much, then sometimes they'll be like, weeks. no, it's awesome. Yeah. And right. you're like, okay, good. I'll do it. But I don't know that I've ever said, like, you know, what do you recommend? I've definitely done that. I I, I don't want to go. Well, I, don't to the a, point I wouldn't of saying, have a problem if you did it. I think surprise me. That irritates me a little bit. And I've only really seen that in movies. I don't know if I've ever seen someone actually do that. Where like you choose, surprise me. That's don't put that on the server. You know, that's a little much. I think. But if you just say like, I don't know, what do you think? Well, I've, I've you never been here. I guess being surprised me wouldn't bother me either. I guess as long as you know you can't complain. There you got right. I mean, they could just bring you nothing. How's that for a surprise? I brought that's, you nothing, now that's and it cost seventy-two dollars. That is super surprising, <laughs> man. Wow, look at how surprised you are! <laughs> I didn't bring you anything, and it's seventy-two dollars. That is surprising. Are you telling me, sir, that you weren't surprised? Do you want me to get my manager? I'm going to tell him exactly what you requested. Surprise me. Yeah. Well, that was certainly would be. Mm-hmm. Quite a surprise. And leave right, my I brought you nothing. I banged your mom yesterday. How about that? Now you owe me 50 bucks. Get out of here. I surprise. left. Surprise. <laughs> it's just gone. The Church of Laszlo.
Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm great, man. Good. Have uh, have either of your boys talked about, um, I, I wouldn't think so, but have they talked about what they want to major in in college, like what interests them, no, not what really. they want to do in college? No. I know that they're into sports, so yeah. maybe they are looking at schools right now. Like, I like that team, so I'll go there. I mean, that's the reason a lot of kids their age start thinking, if they're thinking right, about it at yeah. all, like, oh, it'd be cool to go there one day. That changes as you get older. Like, you need this much money, this many credits, and what right. do you want to do? And you're like, I don't know. Uh, so they put out a um, some sort of study about the the college degrees. Like, if you want to make money, these are the absolute worst college degrees to get. Okay. And and some art of history. That's the first Philosophy. one. I think art history. Um, and I don't want to say communications because I know people can get jobs that because it's kind of a broad degree. But there's some. There's another one like that. Maybe it is something like philosophy. Art history is a good one because I know someone who got it. I remember them getting it, and I remember thinking. Why are you getting it? Right. And she said, I really like art. And I'm like, mm, but you're not really like an artist. Not that you would need to be. Right. I thought, what do you want to do? And it was like, well, you know, I'd like to work at a museum, which, oh, oh, okay. And, uh, you're going to teach art history, I guess. Uh, right. I guess you teach it. There are a lot of those degrees where you like, there's also a lot of teach. stuff where people are like, you know, what's it matter? Like That's when you go to apply for a job, unless it's specific you got a anyway, you got a degree. What's it in? Art history. Okay, whatever. Right. That's why I say people always Can make fun of this carpet communications Steve? degree, but I feel like the communications degree is like I, it's a basic major right. to show that I can go to school and graduate. But these are the ones. So uh, they we're talking about ones that make uh, where you're you earn less than forty thousand, which you know to go to college and earn less than forty thousand ain't great. Return on investment isn't great. Not great. So number six is performing arts, which I guess okay, not well, surprising. How could you say that? Well, that's my thing. If you're uh, a ballerina. Uh, you could make a lot of money if you're good at it, but I guess a lot that's of... That's the kind of degree that I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like, you know, anything in the entertainment industry. Yeah. You know, the, it's like, you know, the bottom is way lower than an accountant or anything else. The bottom's nothing. That's why right? they... The bottom, bottom is out of work, but also the 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 limit, the top limit on... An accountant degree or something is what it is. Yeah. Where if you're in the performing arts, there is no top end. Right. Like there literally is no top. You I don't know how it started. Five hundred million dollars. Like the people that he he makes more money than the people he interviews. Right. Right. So, so like if you're in the performing arts, like I think that is what it is. A lot of these to me are exactly what you're saying. Where when you start. The pay is low, right? And that's where they're getting this. Like, well, you're saying, yeah, but I think some of these is, is just that you, you start low, but that ceiling is higher because, or there is right. no ceiling, like there you is said. No ceiling. Um, because man, maybe it's more competitive. But for performing arts, they said that the median starting salary for people with that degree is thirty nine thousand. The unemployment rate is just under eight percent, but it says that uh, the median wage once you're established is somewhere in the low 60s, somewhere around sixty grand. And so, a performing arts, I don't know. Yeah, right, I don't right. know what most people. I wish they went into more detail. They show a picture of a ballerina. I wish I knew exactly what all performing arts encompasses. Is right, it, and what are people doing? Yeah, is it that's like theater is performing arts, right? I mean, sure. if you're a theater I would major, think, yeah. I mean, I know there's film school and stuff like sure, that, more specific, specific. But I would imagine that's to make film. Performing right? arts is there. Yeah, I would imagine acting, there's a dancing, performing, comedian. Anybody who goes to those types of schools, I'm guessing they get out and perform. Yeah, according to their um, study, 2.6 million performing arts graduates were employed in 2019. 
okay, so 39,000 is where you start, and then they say that you level off at a median of around 60. The next one is leisure and hospitality. I thought that was like a decent degree because I know you got to you got to work in. a lot of hours if you want to go run a hotel or whatever, but you can make good money, right? Yeah. My dad got it in it. Um, did he? Did he plan on doing what he ended up doing, or he just got leisure and hospitality? Well, I think he was working at a hotel. Oh, okay. And then the guy, I I don't know how it happened, but the guy, somebody came in who worked at this company and talked to him and said, you know, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? Why don't you come work for me and sell stuff? Okay. My dad was like, well, what's the difference in money? And the guy's like this. And he's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are in school and maybe they change majors or they don't know what their major right. is. My brother, I don't think he had a major. And at some point, like, you're getting close to graduating. You need to come up with something. So he was uh, Parks and Recreation. But he went right. on to law school, so right. it didn't really matter. He just needed to get his bachelor degree. I always thought leisure and hospitality. I think of these people who work in, in hotels, sure. and, you know, and that that can pay pretty well, especially yeah, if you course. become you know, manager of one of these places or you're running it, whatever it is. Um, and maybe you want to own one of these places. But they said that the uh, median early career wage is $38,000. Unemployment rate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, graduates of leisure and hospitality can expect to earn $60,000 when they get to the middle of their career. Right. According to the uh, Federal Reserve. Like anything, I guess that's how good you are. And I'm guessing the perks. Like, if you're in a leisure and hospitality degree, and then you want to go, like, if you run a hotel in... I don't know, the Ozarks. Yeah, right. I don't mean anything bad by that, but as compared to a guy who's running a giant hotel in Waikiki, I'm guessing the perks and the money are different, right? Yeah. That's like anything. That idea of at least, well, even if the money isn't astronomical, that's you what could I'm saying. go work like, other places. No, I get yeah. to live in this hotel, right? We yeah. Know. That's the thing as a, uh, you know, it wasn't until, I don't know, I didn't think about it. No one ever mentioned it, but it wasn't until I was an adult that I really, I would start to meet people and you start asking people what they do. And then you find out about these jobs where they're like, yeah, yeah well, I do that. Cause you'd say, well, my, my wife got this job in another city. So we're moving. I'm like, what do you do? Oh, I do this so I can work anywhere. And you're like, damn, that's Yeah, that's I have cool. a buddy of mine who was a GM of a hotel. Well, when I did uh, room service, he was the GM and he was older than me, but you know, those, re- those, uh jobs everybody just stays after and drinks together anyway yeah but i've caught up with him and he's moved to like philly and boston and you know doing all these giant hotels all across the country i see him on facebook like you know my wife got a job here so i'll be moving to right. north carolina to run a hotel i'll get a right. job yeah yeah Don't worry uh, about it. that to me is a huge perk just uh-huh. that alone if you're like this is a job that's in demand everywhere there are these jobs and not exist only everywhere. that if your wife or you know you want to move for a reason but if you just want to leave Yes. You, you know what I mean? You're just living in yes. wherever, and you're like, oh, my, I hate you it here. broke up with my girlfriend. I don't like these people I'm hanging out with. You know what? I'm going to start looking at giant hotels and start applying. Like, I can go anywhere, literally anywhere. It's interesting you said your dad got it because they said that graduates typically work um, in food and beverage. There you go. Tourism and hotels. So, uh, okay, yep. there, there's that one. The next one is psychology. It says the starting wage, the median starting wage is $37,400. Hmm. This one surprised me because I, th- yeah. I just if you want to go see a psychologist, you got to wait like six, eight months before you can get in to see it as a new patient. Right. I mean, this has been a problem around the country that they've talked about these shortages. So does this mean that like you don't actually, you know, have that full doctorate that they're the ones making all well, the money? A doctorate and- would get you a psychiatrist. Oh, right. Psychiatrist. 
But um, a psychiatrist, from what I understand, oh, they don't really talk to you about stuff. They no, they just give you meds, meds, right? right? Just like, meds. Yo, Everything can be up? fixed with the with The psychologist can't give you meds, so they actually have to yeah. talk to you. Right. It's like a 15-minute conversation versus an hour. Right. Yeah. yeah, but so is this psychologist the same as, I guess I didn't, I shouldn't have said doctor, but, you know, there's therapists. I know people can become therapists and maybe even take some sort of therapy training, but they don't necessarily go to school for psychology to become therapists. There's a lot of therapists who didn't go to psychology school. I think you need to have. I don't think there are. Oh, okay. I think you need to. Ha- I think you need to have a degree in psychology. Okay, because I know. I don't so- think you can get a degree in food and beverage. N- no, be like, I- yeah, you know what? What well, helped us do with his problems? So I know someone who got a job in um, social work or a degree or whatever in mm-hmm. social work, and then they were like, "Well, we need you to be a therapist." I think they could so be like, a counselor. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, a re- counselor." Yeah, I, guess. I think that's, so that's different okay, too. than a therapist. I guess right. therapist counselor. I don't know the difference necessarily, but to me, if they say it's a psychologist, I'm like, "Oh, well, this person, you know, that they've this is really their craft. They've studied this for a long right. time. The therapist is like, maybe they just learned that they were really good at listening to people's problems. Well, I think and- also you can take classes for that, too. Like, you can be a, uh, you know, a drug and alcohol counselor. And I don't think you necessarily have to have a psychology degree to do that. Right. Most of the people just, right. you know, studied something, and right? It says... Uh, and have a drug and alcohol problem. This is the other crazy thing. It's, I don't know that to be true, though. No, I don't either, but that sounds right. But I'm guessing psychologists studied psychology. I think you could be get a social work degree and probably be... A counselor. A counselor. Which isn't the same as a therapist. Right. So you think... I it, think you can get a theology degree and be a counselor. Okay. Right. Yeah. Performing arts. Right. Uh, so according to this, which I thought was crazy, is that psychology is the third most popular major for high school graduates in 2022. The third most popular. I mean, if you told me to name the three most popular, I would have thought, like, business communications, accounting, mm-hmm. I don't know, things like that, even teaching. But they said psychology is the third most uh, popular. Uh, number two is social services. The starting wage there is $37,000. What is that? What is that? Uh, and then when you are What's establishing your career, you that? make forty or sorry, $52,000. What the hell to is it? According to them, there are some 891,000 social service graduates I figured that uh, took public policy graduates into account. They were that were employed in, at least in 2019. The majority of social service graduates work jobs in social work per BLS. I think it's oh, so that's social work. I that's your social, social work. Degree. Yeah, I think got it's it. the same degree that she got. Okay, which is I'm gonna go work. You know, it's a uh, you're getting paid by the government in most of those. Okay, so you're a social think, worker. You social becoming, services is social work. Okay. Yeah, so I think you could probably work for like CPS or I think there's a, a, oh, there's a ton of jobs for yeah. that. Right, homeless yeah. shelters, all that stuff. Yeah, and then the top two. If you, I just didn't know that social service was called social work. I didn't know they were the same thing. Then the top two. Uh, social service sounded to me more like civil engineer for some me reason. Me too. I, I know, they build bridges or something. I don't know. What they do. What's what social services do? Right. Are they in politics? Do they build roads? Right. I don't know. I think they're social workers. Okay. So and then the top two, if you don't want to make any money, family and consumer sciences. I have not heard of that one before. Of you, family and consumer sciences. They say you make thirty-seven grand to start, and once you're established. Uh, you can make somewhere around sixty thousand, or at least that's the median, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor. Six four hundred eighty thousand family and consumer science graduates were employed in twenty nineteen. Graduates typically work in industries including. You guys got any guesses here? What they do? Uh, education, management, and administration. That to me was a little vague. So I are they like I, principals or something? Or well, teachers? I looked. One of the things that they showed were. Um, and I don't know if you needed a degree to do this, but some of them were like running uh, like hospital cafeteria type stuff. Oh, okay. Now, and I thought, well, that you might think that that's 
more the food stuff. Or I would think I'd be a dietitian. Right, something. But right. Um, but I guess they need people to buy the food and you know make yeah. sure the cost is right and all that. I'm guessing a dietitian doesn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I didn't totally understand it. Uh, but the, the specifically the first thing, and they said it on here too, is education. They're doing things in education. So mm. I don't know what all you're doing, but yeah, maybe you work your way up like all those. Uh, uh, what were they called? Administrators, like you said, principals that you have in high school, and then uh, some of those become doctors. I know there it seems like each school there's always like one doctor, and you're like, oh no, you got to go see doctor so and so. Does your does your school have doctors in the principal's office? Was there a, a PhD? Like, do your kids have a, an administrator uh, who's doctor so and so? Yeah, to, they're principal. East, they their principal's one. a doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to East, I think our assistant principal is a doctor. Okay, yeah. yeah. My okay. principal growing up was a doctor. Yeah, there's always like at least. One for weirdly, I don't think the principal at our high school was a doctor, but one of the administrators she became a doctor. We had more gonna, than one. I think go my principal and my assistant principals were like okay. when I think of it now. I know it was Doctor Collar and Doctor Sarber. So I, now that I look back on it, you know, yeah, they all were. I remember my uh, old uh, favorite teacher in high school. I talked to him about it because he was a science teacher. And just as a kid, I was wildly Republican, not in belief, but just I'd be like, "You're not a doctor." Right. The same thing they do to Joe Biden. <laughs> right. Now I hear him saying, "I'm like, I did that when I was 14. I'm still doing <laughs> right. this." I know. Like, that's like, yes, they are a doctor. Right? Yes. Uh, but I remember my teacher saying because he started becoming an administrator, I was like, "Why are you doing this? You're such a good science teacher." He's like, there's no money. It's teaching. He's like, I make money doing this. And he's like, and I'm going back right. to school. He's like, my pay goes up this much. And he's like, and then, you know, like so-and-so, they got their PhDs. Like, you know what she makes now? Yeah. Working for, you know, a public school system, that's a lot of money. I was like, sounds like a lot of money to me now. And then the number one degree, if you don't want to make money, you already know this one, Lazo. I think it would be your, your mm. guess. You make fun of these degrees. Theology. Theology, mm. they also say, you know, uh, religion. I think those are kind of the same thing. Your starting wage is $36,000. Uh, but again, the bottom's low. But the top is there is no top. I feel like you could work anywhere, and also if you become a minister of a church, there's no top. And it's a successful church. There's you no could top, make right? Good to money. me, it's like performing arts. Yeah, I know. I don't want you know people, religious people, to get mad. But right, I mean, part of that is your knowledge, how much you help people, and then how charismatic you are to get the word out of whatever yes. religious you're talking. Religion you're talking about. I'm guessing if you're real bad at it. Right, you probably don't make a lot of money, or I'm guessing there's people. You know, if you're if you got a degree in theology and you preach on the street corner, you probably don't make a lot of money at it. But Joel Osteen seems to be doing all right. I know, and I get that that's an extreme example, but even there's a I don't lot know, of people doing all right. If you're running your whole Methodist church or whatever it is, and you got a decent sized congregation, I figure yeah. those people probably make decent money. And yeah. back to the other thing, by the way, you tax can work free. places. Yeah, I don't know about your wages, how that works exactly. But I believe in my, and you know what, it could be different. Someone can correct me, but I believe in my brother-in-law was a minister. Like, I don't think he paid taxes on like, like income taxes, and he could write off like stuff he bought. Yeah, I I don't know how it works. Right? I mean, I know like, taxes, you know, churches and right. tax freeness and all that. I don't exactly know. I know that we used to know a guy who was definitely an atheist, and oh, he yeah. went back to school. And he, he went and got a religion degree or theology and religion degree and went and got a job, moved out of yeah. state because he's like, people know me here. Right. So he moved out of state and got a job as a minister at uh -huh. a church and started his own congregation. Yeah. I was like, why? And he's like, well, I'd already, he said that he'd already wasted so much time in college studying theology and religion because he wanted to, I don't know if you remember this, he thought it was basically dumb and wanted to be able to debate people about it because yes. really religious people would make him angry. So he wanted to learn more about it. So he would like, be able to say, I studied this. You're right. wrong. This was written this time. And then when he was done with it, he was like, I need a job. Right. So he became a minister. Did it. Yeah. I don't know if he's still doing that or not, but at one point. Yeah, but I you know what? Him. God works in mysterious ways, man. Right. Maybe, Maybe he's he did now. all that and now he's a great minister. And yeah. there you go. He started it out as like, you know, 
on a lark or to be, you know, yeah, uh, some sort of uh, prove a point or right. whatever it was. And, and even if he still doesn't believe, like You're probably helping saying, people. Yeah, maybe those people will believe that he believes. You know, so there you go. Theology and religion. So if your kid says, "I want to get a degree in theology and religion," I mean, according to this, at least you should try and steer him away from it. I guess. I would not do. I don't care what they get their degree in. There's nothing that you could say. Nah, I don't care. To me, it depends on where you're going to school and how much is it costing. If you're going to, a, a, I think I'd be like, really hey, expensive. let's look at the return on investment yes. here. But yeah. really, no. I mean, to me, any of those jobs, like we said, they all said, oh, this is what they start at, and this is what. But if you're really good at it, yeah, and you're passionate about it, right? There's places in any of those fields to make a lot of money. And I still think so. That, it does you know whatever it is? Figure out what it is. What do you want to do? Right. And I still think you can get jobs at places where they're like, you need a bachelor's degree and whatever. And you're like, I have a bachelor's degree, but it's in theology and religion. And they're like, okay. I mean, I still think you can get those jobs that require a bachelor degree that are a little vague yeah. about exactly what that. Bachelor but even though they'll say those are the ones with the worst return on investment, I do believe you. You know, you can still make money. Yeah. And a lot of money. Probably. I think a lot of these, like you said, not all of them, but a lot I like, of them. A lot of those just come up to the same thing that we started with. It feels like they're the ones that start low but have, have no ceiling. Potential they're, to or right, a lot. Really, more. no ceiling on a lot of that. If you're a plumber, you're going to make probably good money good once money. you become a but union the plumber. Is what but it the is. ceiling is what it is. If you're an accountant yeah. or an engineer, usually the ceiling is what it is, right? I mean, yeah. I know some people get out of it and they design the, you know, the new Corvette or whatever. But <laughs> right. for the most part, the ceiling is what it is. But you know, if you're a theology major or a performing arts major, like there is no ceiling. I just can't imagine paying the money. Problem is, there is no bottom either. That's that's just it. The bottom. Like, hey, I got this performing low. arts degree, and now I'm going to. And they're like, "What? Perform? Yeah. Right? Where?" And you're like, "I don't." Where? Yeah. If you get an engineering degree, you're like, "I got an engineering degree, and I'm going to apply at all these yes. places that have engineers." I mean, that's the difference. Yeah, which is, right? I think, probably. That's a, why most people enough. don't make it in this business. Well, I think this business, just like a lot of those other businesses, it's it's hard to get in. Get that foot in the door. Right. And then once you get it, you don't make any money forever. Right. It takes forever, forever. forever. So you have to be like, I hear so many people like, oh, I, you know, I was in radio, but I got out, just didn't pay anything. And it's like, yeah, no, I get it. I just lived in an apartment with a Murphy bed for right. 15 years. Like, I was, because the thought to me, where the thought to you was like, I like radio, but I'm going to go do this other thing. I yes. like performing. I'm going to go do this other thing because it's a steady paycheck. In my mind was like I will make less and live and with split a Big Mac <laughs> yeah. with my dog every night and that's it. As opposed to going to that place where you go, I'm not doing that. Yeah, Co- starting here, coming off of a job that I really hated, probably yeah. helped too because you're like mm-hmm. I don't. Th- th- well, I'm not that's doing your that. option. Yeah, that's yep. your option. The Church of Lazarus. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. Uh-oh. Hold on. This just in. I'm just looking at this. What? Happiest... And least happy cities in America. They well, always, I thought Detroit was the those. least happiest. Was it? Oh, man. That's always the question. Mm-hmm. WalletHub does these things like this all the time. And I swear we looked at one. Not, maybe it's like, uh, you know, uh, places with the best upward mobility. Right, it sure. all kind of seems similar. I so, think we did dating singles. There's the singles one. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, worst city to be a single in because Kansas City was, I think, pretty high on that one. And we were trying to figure out yeah. why exactly what makes a city good or bad for singles. So this is 2023's Happiest Cities in America. So you already saw this. Uh, Fremont, California is number one. San Jose, number two. Madison, Wisconsin, number three. For what? Happiness? Happiest. Yeah. College. This is a nice college town. And then number four? Mm-hmm. Overland Park, Kansas. Really? Happy? Yep, happiest. It says they do. I don't know. I didn't read this thing, how they come up with their score index, but uh, they're at 68.93. Fremont, California is at 76. So scrolling down, I mean, Overland Park, Kansas is one above uh, San Francisco. And then you've got Irvine, uh, Columbia, Maryland, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hmm. Is that where Mount Rushmore is? I think it is. Oh, okay. I was talking, man. Well, maybe Sioux Falls. I don't know why I know that. Maybe there's a college there. It's definitely a. There's something that I know. One of the cities that that. we know the name of, right? (laughs) It's uh, and then Bismarck is is North Dakota, right? Sioux Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Bismarck, North Dakota. If there's another city in South Dakota that I I know that I can't think of, it's escaping me right now. Well, I the other night I don't remember what day it was. I guess Monday when we talked about the uh, what's that called? Mount Rushmore. I got home and Brooke was like, were you guys making fun of Mount Rushmore today on the air? And I was like, well, I mean, we were just saying, like, it was weird that people said it was on a list and they put it above, like, you know, Disney World and stuff or places you got to go for a, a getaway. And she's like, well, I'd like to see it. I was like, how, how much would you like to see it? It was like we had to kind of hash it out. Like, I think our point was, do you, do you plan a whole trip around going to South Dakota to see that? And she's like, well, no. And I'm like, okay, that's all we're saying. Like, uh, and maybe, maybe there's stuff there. I don't know. But uh, the idea of staring. So she's like, I think on well, the way there's a farm, a pharmacy, a, a pharmacy. Help help things out a little bit. When no, you get like there, a or? big old school. Oh, someone's like it's, gonna know, it's right? Some, like some sort seeing. of tourist okay. trap, okay. trap. Like uh, I don't know, a giant department store, something. Okay, that, I think that's true. I think there's in Wall Drugs. Somebody just said. Okay. Yep, boom. Thank you, T. Bragg. 
I haven't been to Mexico like it's since. Like that's, I, and so when you see like people are like, hey, if you're going to go to, oh, you know, I think I that's found it because I was like, well, I think it's on the way maybe. I think it was one of those things where I looked up, you know, uh, during COVID, uh, places to drive from Kansas City for vacation. And one of them was... The drugstore? No, the, but that was on the way. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, hey, here's your getaway. Stop You're going to stop here, stop this, stop there, right? And one of them was like, you know, stop at the giant drugstore. And I was like, okay. I think, uh, isn't one of the headquarters of Walgreens or CVS, I don't remember which one it is, I've heard somebody saying they have like a giant store for their original one. It's kind of like a, a thing that people go to see. I've never seen it. Oh, that's right. The Mitchell Corn Palace, too. Is the hell's that? On the way. Is you it, know, you should just take your girlfriend. She wants to go. Of corn? Yes. I don't know. She just thought that we were talking ass on Mount Rushmore. Well, she's like, well, gonna, we sort so, of were, but also, how badly well, do you want to see this? she's got enough, you know, balls to stand up and defend Mount Rushmore, then you ought to take her. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, now you're saying, like, how much do you want to go? Now she had to, you know, take a step back. Well, I, I was just seeing if we were on the same I think, page. I think your next vacation, when you guys start talking about it, just be like, I've got it planned, and then just be like you said, you wanted to see it. We're going. We're going. It's taking Jump us a week. We're, We're going spending a week Sioux doing this. Falls. I don't even yep. know if it's in Sioux Falls. I don't either, but I'm sure it's on the way. One of them's on the way. It's got to be. You know, people are like, be careful what you say about the Corn Palace, Lazlo. I know. I, thought I don't the want same have to thing. apologize to them. I just uh, When you said it, I was like, is it a maze? Mm. I don't want to get anybody no, in trouble. I just think it's a beautiful building built out of corn. Sure, sure. We should build more buildings out of corn. I never understood that. Uh, so other happy That's cities. the kind of stuff like when you drive by. I'm like, why, why are people here? What? When you see the roadside attraction or when you see something Not all roadside like attractions. Sometimes I'm interested. But when I'm, they're like, hey, this is a giant building made out of corn, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. And there's a couple people that live in that Just town. Just how stupid we are as people. How easily <sighs> amused. The, the corn it's palace is the... It's, no, the corn palace is the exact same thing as the... Uh, pizza party on Friday where you work. It's the same thing. Like, you know, your life sucks, but the Corn Palace makes you happy. Stop by there. Check it out. Well, and there's definitely Nobody I think, wants similarities. to go to Corn Palace. But, right. But they do, and they end up, and they like it. They I, have fun. I think that's... I wish that, that oh, I'm oh, you're saying the type I, of person who I enjoys it, too. those people okay. because they can be like, yeah, whatever. I also think they I drove to the Corn Palace, things. and it was awesome. Well, you went to uh, Eureka Springs. I remember that. Did you I go did. to what was that? There's something down there that's called a the, castle or well, a I stayed palace. in the haunted hotel or whatever. Right, I knew that. But then, did you go that see? Just made me angry. Did you go see anything else while you were there? Because I was like looking up the stuff to do, or I guess Brooke and I were. And one of the things was this. I don't remember. I think they call it a castle. I went on the ghost tour. So and so's castle. Yeah, I know the ghost tour downtown. I was like, there's no ghosts here, and you guys. You went there at a bad time of year. I you're guess you're making money by not repainting the rooms because you're making it <laughs> right. feel like it's creepy. It's like, a, what a great idea. But like, oh, there's ghosts here. Yeah. No, there's not. You just didn't paint. If you painted everything nice and said there's not ghosts here. Right. The building next was just as old. Right, exactly. Built at the exact same time. And uh, it's a hotel and people stay there. Yeah. And and the thing about the ghost businesses is I think that there those things exist in a lot of places around the country where that's their, their whole thing. Ghost tours. Yeah. The ghost bus tour. I'm like, how many times can someone go on a ghost tour before they're like, you know, I didn't see much. I'm tired. It's like, you know, if you go to, to see the manatees and you never see a manatee, when people ask you, how is it? You go like, it sucks because I've never seen one. Right. But so who's writing good reviews for the ghost tours? Because did they see ghosts? Like maybe they just thought it's fun. It's funny. Yeah, I think people the, like that. The stuff. tour guide did a good job. Uh, okay. So a couple other happy cities, though, Seattle, Oakland, Huntington. So then down at the bottom, we go. I'm scrolling all the way down here. So I guess these are the least happy cities. The least happy is Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Poor Detroit always gets on these lists for all the wrong reasons. Well, it's but hard. 
I know, but it's a hard still, city to live in, man. But you read, they don't come out of there of soft. There are positive things going on there, though, right? Yeah, and no, I mean it's not a horrible city and... to live in, but you don't. I mean, it, it's it's a hard. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it's hard. Sure. One of people, the jobs, the economy, you know, the cold weather, yeah, right? The weather. Like, I mean, it's just you don't grow up there and you know, leave like you grew up in Carlsbad. It's you just you you grow up with a different type of attitude. But I guess I just think of Detroit as if we're talking about one of these places that got, you know, busted by, you know, all these these blue collar jobs that went away. To me, like Akron sounds way worse. I don't know anything about Akron. I'm sorry if you're from Akron and you love it. But there's got to be other places. At least Detroit has stuff. They've got lots of stuff. Yeah, but also Akron's small. So now in Detroit, it's big. So there's more of you unhappy, which makes the driving bad, you know, the road rage worse, right? Like, Like, why am I in traffic? (laughs) Why why do I live in this place? Why should there be traffic here? That's always my thing with Southern California. Why am I in traffic during rush hour when we're all unemployed? Right. We're unemployed and the (laughs) weather sucks. Why are we even here? Southern California, like, why am I in traffic? Because everyone wants to be here, and I understand exactly. that because the weather's perfect. Detroit, and so they're I'm not even mad I'm in bottom. traffic because I have the windows down. I can see the ocean. I'm playing music. It's fine. Uh, the other worst cities are Huntington, West Virginia, Shreveport, Louisiana, Cleveland, Ohio. So well, Cleveland's like Detroit to me. Like I feel like Cleveland's a smaller Detroit. Yeah. I also still go back to that old viral video. We're not Detroit. Cleveland. Yeah, remember that visit Cleveland yeah. or whatever? Cleveland. I, I went back to find that to show Brooklyn. Like you've never seen that mm-hmm. thing was viral. And then I go back and look, and I was like, oh, this is what we consider viral. Like when YouTube first started, right. and mm-hmm. you know, it has a hundred thousand views. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually that big. Um, Montgomery, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee. I thought people liked Memphis. I get Memphis, Memphis to me. Confused with that's the small Detroit. Yeah, like me, when I went to Memphis, it, had, it just feels like it's got that same edge to it. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do. There's nice stuff there. But it's always like, if you want to get in trouble, it's only one step to the left. Yeah. One step. Everybody there, they're nice, but there's a little bit of edge to them. I don't I really like enjoyed it. it. You, you like it. I, I did. I, I, if and I, was, I know when they were hiring here to go to Memphis years ago, I talked to our boss. I said, man, I'd be interested in going to Memphis. And he was like, no, no, no. We need you in Kansas City. And I was like, oh, I said, but, you know. I like Memphis, and he looked at me. It was Pat, and he looked at me like he goes, "Only a guy from Detroit would say I like Memphis." Well, that's interesting, right? And I was like, from, "Okay." Uh, if you said pick between the two, I, I would. I, I'm almost certain I would choose Detroit. You could talk me out of it, I guess. Right. But instinctually, I'd, I'd say I'd rather live in Detroit than Memphis. I don't know. There's, I like Memphis better than Nashville, I guess. But to me, Memphis just kind of reminds me of. Uh, I like it. Kind of reminds me of Kansas City, honestly, in you know Tennessee. And and I always think of Tennessee too as the South, so I think warm weather, but it gets cold yeah, as yeah. s there. So, but Cleveland is very low. Montgomery, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, Augusta, Georgia, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, Georgia. Boy, those southern states. Yeah. They got they get a Why lot would on Gulfport the list. Gulfport be. That feels like that's on the ocean. I thought that that was a, a tourist destination. Is it not? I, I don't I've know. never been there. My parents used to go there. Like they go to the casinos there. I think it's a bunch of casinos on the ocean. Like how? Yeah, I, I thought guess, people I went know. to stay there when the hurricanes hit. It looked like it was uh, a, a tourist nice place. To I don't know anything about it. In Toledo, Ohio. I have no. I nothing. live there. I like Toledo. Toledo. I don't know anything about Toledo. Uh, it's it, Detroit's largest suburb. That's what Toledo, Ohio is. It literally is. I mean, it's its own city, and and it's See, in Ohio, a, but it's you're. 45 minutes to Detroit, you get Detroit radio, okay. Detroit, right? It's okay. been, it's, uh, they have, it's exactly the same thing. Like the Jeep plan is there. It's the same people. It's, it is Detroit's largest suburb. Okay. See, that's the stuff I feel like you have to kind of be from there to know. When someone mm-hmm. says I'm from such and such Kentucky and you're like, ooh, small town. I'm like, well, it's Cincinnati. And you're like, right. isn't that in Ohio? That's the right. stuff that you, you know, 
Unless yeah, you live Toledo there. Toledo is right on the border. You're 20 minutes from Ann Arbor. Okay. If you told me Toledo was a nine-hour drive from exactly. Toledo, I'd be like, sure, yep. sure. Uh, and then Fayetteville, North Carolina, which, again, I guess I don't know a lot about I'm telling you, Fayetteville, man. but that seems nice. What's wrong yeah. with Fayetteville, North Carolina? Yeah. Why is that so low on the list? West Virginia, I understand. They're trying to like get people to move back. I saw they were offering more yeah. incentives this week. Like if you are a former I think resident, everybody who lives there is dumb, so in that's probably rough. West Virginia? Yeah. I think they're just stupid. Well, that, you know. What? They're stupid. That's a, that's a possibility. I've what seen the documentary. What do you mean it's a possibility? You I agree mean, with that. There are, everyone there is dumb. I, I, I've, I'm sure there are some dumb people there, and there's parts of it that look pretty depressed, for sure. Uh, oh, they're dumb. Yeah. Uh, if somebody told you they got their college degree from <laughs> West Virginia University, you'd be like, okay, buddy. I don't know that I'm I just filled with idiots. But clearly like, you I'm, would, for sure. I, I mean, would. I, I know I've seen the documentaries and the... What was that? The wonderful whites or whatever, where they're all yeah. hooked on oxycontin yeah, in there. Stupid. Whatever that dance is that they're doing, but I just think those are mountain folk. <laughs> whatever they've right. been well, so cut that, off from the whole world. place. Yeah, I guess there's not whole place is filled with them. There's nothing else going on there. Mm-mm. Must not be because they're begging people to to move there. But Fayetteville, North Carolina, to me, yeah, that's nice. I have no idea what it looks like. I Sounds like beautiful. Yeah, I'm in. Beautiful. I'd move there. Tomorrow. I've been there. It's nice. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo, doom scroll, baby. All right. Well. uh... I, for one, would just like to personally congratulate NASA uh, and SpaceX, okay. uh, both of those teams, for another history-making mission to the International Space Station. They're supposed to get there tonight around midnight uh, Central Time. Uh, I saw their spacesuits. I think they look very cool. Mm-hmm. They look very uh, sci-fi future movie. I didn't know that they had new spacesuits. I guess I haven't been following the program that closely, but looked pretty sweet. And I was surprised to see that there was a Russian on board. And uh, then I found out that I guess the Russians and the Americans are still working on this space stuff together because they said Americans have been taking rides with the Russians, too. Just after midnight, they lifted off the historic launch pad 39A, which has lifted off Apollo missions and shuttle missions. And now we have Crew 6 headed for the International Space Station. On board, a crew of four, and they include two Americans, as well as an astronaut from the United Arab Emirates and a Russian cosmonaut. By the way, Americans are going up also on Russian space. Spacecraft. And that's despite the fact that America and Russia right now, the relationship is right now at its worst in decades. Oh, I guess something going on with Russia and America. Well, good for them. Problems. But hey, that's good that they're working mm. together doing space stuff. And I know Lazo uh, is a conspiracy theorist and he doesn't sure. believe in space. That's why the Russians but, are with him. They're like, right. you're not pulling that one over our eyes. <laughs> right. The they, last time you said you'd be like there, to, we know you didn't go. We'd like to keep an eye on you. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> now you're going to have to say we both go when you film that stupid movie. We want credit too. Yeah, yeah. The I gotta say, if you if you get a chance, just look at the spacesuits. Even if you're not into space, if you haven't seen it, they do look pretty cool. Uh, Murdoch, he's the guy who's well, Alec Murdoch. He's the guy who's mm-hmm. on trial in South Carolina for murdering his wife and son. The defense rested, and I don't know how stuff works, but uh, do, do you get a opportunity if you're the defense? to go last or is it just it is, does it always work this way does the prosecution always get the last word is it who starts first i don't know how that works in the like movies you, for it? in the movies it seems like the defense gets to have that last word you know ladies and gentlemen let me tell you and then that's what they're left with but in this case at least uh the defense rested and now the prosecution has had their chance to respond to their closing arguments. The entire illusion of his life was about to be altered. He couldn't live for that. 
In a passionate closing argument that lasted hours, the lead prosecutor painting Murdoch as a calculated killer and liar. But they say Murdoch was unable to refute one critical piece of evidence, placing him at the scene of the crime. Kennel video in which Alec, Maggie and Paul can be heard speaking minutes before the murders. Murdoch admitting on the stand that he repeatedly lied to investigators about being there, in part blaming an opioid addiction which he says caused paranoia. So that's the thing that he's been reiterating, and I'm looking at updates here from five minutes ago. He says this is a common sense case, and he really wants everyone to remember that he lied about being at the kennel. When the police got there, he said he hadn't been there, that he'd been gone, and it wasn't until that Snapchat video was discovered that he had to admit that he was lying and that he was down there when it happened. So why would he lie about that? Uh, he also says that, uh, you know, the defense has been using or making claims that the case was mishandled by police. And he says that he finds that offensive because you've got a guy here who's trying to obstruct justice, who we know has lied several times to investigators. But you're saying that they're the ones who somehow, you know, tried to fake this whole thing. He's sure. the one who's been caught lying. You were asking yesterday, Laszlo, about motive. And uh, sure. I asked Brooke, I was like, what, what is it? She's like, motive. she's like, they're real big on, like, this time we don't need a story for why this happened, uh, you know, exactly what happened that night. We, there's enough facts and everything else that was going on in his life. But one of the things she told me was that Paul, and maybe you know the Snoke, and maybe it was in the Netflix thing, Paul had just found his dad's drugs, more of his pills again. Okay. And so some, at least some people were speculating that maybe he and Paul got into it and that Paul, because they call him Little Detective, Paul the Little Detective. Oh, yeah. So maybe he had been saying, Dad, you know, I found your pills. This has got to stop. And that they had gotten into some sort of fight. And Dad's like, you know, I, I can't believe you're I'll telling you. me what to do. Right. I'm the one trying to cover up your crimes now. you got to go to court over this. You've ruined this family. And, that you know, that's... Uh, that could have been how it went down. Lying about being there, bad, not good. All the things leading up to it, bad, not good. But I certainly see that Snapchat video. Poof, that was that, that was rough. And I, I don't know exactly when Alex's uh, team found out about that. I mean, I know when we found out about it, it was a big deal. And they said, we're going to present this Snapchat video. And you'll hear audio that will prove Alec was there. It was supposed to be this big deal. And then when they played it, it was a pretty big deal. And so... You know, there's all this backpedaling on when he was there. And, okay, well, you know, yeah, I, I was there, but I was lying. I was nervous. You know, sorry, my drug use made me paranoid, and so I just had this instinct to lie. And, okay, all right. Well, he says his common sense. I did see one judge on court TV who said it's going to be a hung jury. Mm. Really? Yep. thinks that at least one person will say uh, not enough, not enough, and it'll end up being a hung jury. But I don't know. It seems like on court TV they do a lot of that, and I can't tell if it's just, you know, them trying to keep you interested. And maybe it's not as lopsided yeah. as it seems. To me, it seems pretty lopsided. But I've seen multiple people on that network, whatever it is, streaming platform, say, uh, you know, this is, the, I'm, I'm afraid you could walk, or I'm the afraid this is going to be a hung jury. And story is what is really hangs me up, I think. The the, the story of the, for the night, like, the, here's what we think well, happened. Well, the, the that lack night. of the motive and the lack of, like, you know, telling the story like prosecutors usually do. Right. It's you so know, weird. They really to don't me. have one. It's kind of like we don't need one. I know. what we think happened. Next. I know. I said That's that to Brooke last night. About. I was like, it's weird that they don't have a, you know, a, a, a theory or their little story. And she goes, they don't need one. That's their whole thing. They're saying they don't have one because of this, this, and this. I'm like, I get what mm. you're saying. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just saying it's unusual that a prosecution doesn't say, here's what happened that night. Right. And also, they don't even say probably. They usually say, here's what happened. It also happened. hurts because so many other people had motive to kill Paul. You know what I mean? Right. That, yeah. It's hard to get around. Like, uh, you know, like anyone who killed? Victim, yeah. 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 
Yeah. And all the trouble that he started, you know, and yeah. all the people he, you know, he was just a bad guy, you know, from all accounts. So I think the defense's thing is, is pretty solid about, you know, keep in mind he lied about being there, said he hadn't been down there to the dog kennels, yeah. and now we know he was. That's what's damning. And, and I remember a, a couple of weeks ago, one of those lawyers who's not part of the case was tweeting and saying, even if you don't exactly understand why he did it, even if we don't know if there was an argument or if he had planned this or whatever, what's important here, same thing. He lied repeatedly about where he was, when he was there, and then to be busted to know for a fact that he was at the dog kennels, I think you covered this, but one. so did he admit to being in that Snapchat video? So in the beginning, I honestly I know don't think he said he in the beginning they're like, that's not his voice. Right. Then later he was like, okay, I lied about when I was down there, but it was not clear to me. Is he admitting that that's his voice? Because from that point on, every time they bring it up in the news, they just say the video that showed that he was there. His voice can be heard. They're okay. no longer saying his alleged voice alleged, or prosecutors yeah. allege that his right. voice can be heard, that, which is what they said when they first released right. that video. I know he denied it at Now first. they just keep saying, so someone on Twitch might know they can tell us, like, did he admit that that's his voice eventually? Because I thought the same thing this morning, Snow Cone. I was watching this and listening to them, like, they keep doing this. They keep saying, you know, the Snapchat video where he can be heard right. instead of saying where it's alleged that you know, because they they were saying there's another male voice, mm-hmm. and prosecutors say it's his. Now they just keep saying the video showed that they were down there, and you could hear his voice to show that he was down there at this time, which he said he had not been down there. There's been a lot of problems at airports lately, uh, or with airplanes. There was uh, a flight that had to land last night because of severe turbulence. They were supposed to be going, I think, to Germany from New Jersey, and they they had to turn right back around. I saw people. Being interviewed by the local news there, some of them really shaken up, kind of, you know, you could tell they've been crying. I just thought, God. They were talking about how much the plane dropped. All the, They're Ugh. showing the inside of the cabin. Everything's broken. The food carts are shattered. There's just stuff everywhere. And it's like, I know they say turbulence doesn't bring down a plane. And, and I know that I've seen enough of these stories to know that if there's really bad turbulence, they land the plane and that it's not unheard of. There's probably severe turbulence on a flight somewhere every single day. And maybe people would say, right. yeah, multiple times every single day. So I try and keep that in mind. But, man... If I was ever in it, because I've been in what I guess pilots would probably call uh, moderate chop, you know, light to moderate chop that I thought was pretty severe. Like where the TVs were turning off, it felt like we were falling out of the sky, and there were people in the airplane, not all of them, but some of them going, and when they start making that noise, I'm like... This seems is this extreme? And when someone tells you like, no, that's that's maybe moderate. You're like, God, then I can't imagine what extreme is like. So there'd been a couple of incidents on airplanes. Another one, the uh, a battery uh, caught fire in an overhead bin. The cabin starts to fill with smoke. Oh, God. Yeah, luckily there was a retired firefighter on board who managed really? to take care of that. And then in Pennsylvania, they have to uh, evacuate the airport because. They're going through luggage. TSA is scanning luggage, and their little scanner there picks up something. Turns out, looks like this guy tried to sneak an explosive into his backpack. And I'm thinking, like, okay, what was it, though? Was it fireworks? Was it supposed to blow up in the airport? Then they start talking about how there were fuses on it. And then there's video of him leaving the airport right as they were calling him to return to the gate. So uh... A serious scare at a Pennsylvania airport after authorities say a man who is now detained tried to bring an explosive device on board an Allegiant airplane heading to Orlando. According to federal officials, 40-year-old Mark Muffley checked a suitcase at Lehigh Valley International Airport Monday morning that contained a combustible device. About an hour later, when TSA agents screened the bag, it set off alarms. Agents found a circular compound containing a granular type of powder often used in commercial-grade fireworks. 
Authorities say the device, which was found hidden in the lining of the suitcase, also contains several fuses. Mm, I fly Allegiant. That's uh, that's that's the one that we take to get to Florida. Well, you know, really? we're not driving. Yeah. And uh, and also when they said that the TSA machine, it set off alarms like so those things really do something, huh? Because it seems like we always hear these stories about how they go and test the TSA to see what they can sneak through security. And it seems like security theater, they call it security theater mm. it's to make us feel right, safe. Yeah, yeah. I'm always look, I look at those machines. I'm thinking, what is that thing really doing, though? Mm. I mean, unless you're looking, you know, for like a, a bomb from a Looney Tunes cartoon and you see a. I think Jay Seinfeld called a bowling ball with the fuse on it or whatever. Does right. this thing really sense anything? But they said that this scanner that it set off alarms, so maybe it can smell the explosives. But Lazo, you said you flew when you were a kid. When you were a kid, wasn't it still like basically you just go get on the plane? Here's your ticket, yeah. and then you, you walk on the plane, right? Yeah. There was no going through the... Um, I don't think so. That's so crazy. And I know like, you know, we, yeah, I think you had to go through a metal detector. Well, you did have to go yeah, through at least a metal detector. but they didn't detector. have TSA. Okay. So there was no TSA. And you could go in and out as many times as you wanted. Even after you'd been through security. Right. So, like, uh, you know, I think when I left home when I was 17, you know, like I'd fly back to wherever I was living. I, I remember my parents walking me all the way to the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard right? of that. They didn't too, have to have know. tickets or anything. They just walk up with you. Right. I mean, and, and there were all those hijackings back in the day when you start seeing those stories. Like, how did they... How did they get all the stuff on the plane? Well, they weren't really checking. No. They were just sort of like, okay, and there you go, and that's it. So I didn't even know if they had metal detectors, to be honest. And I don't know when they implemented those, but it is kind of crazy. Would you trade it? Would you go back? Would you take whatever uh, you know, added risk there would be for the benefit of not having to deal with security? Where you could just go to an airport, and, and as long as you got there in time to get on the plane, it was fine. Like a, a bus station or anything else. Would yeah. you do it? Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. I would do. I mean, is that bad? Are we not supposed to say that because I don't, something you know. bad could happen? I mean, I mean something I bad could something happen bad could for happen, sure. But. Maybe it wasn't. I mean, bad things could still happen, I guess, and maybe there'd be more of them, but that sure would be nice. I don't know. This guy is the guy, and I don't know. I mean, I hate to judge a book by his cover, but I was looking at this guy, and I'm like, hmm. And the fact that you ran out of the airport when they were calling you to come up to the gate Mark Muffley, please, uh, you know, return Step the gate. Up. And he's like, he's carrying his bags with him, right. too. He's like, I'll please, see you Mark later. Mark Muffley, please report to the bomb squad area. Right. Or you've won a free prize. Or someone wants to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. The Church of Laszlo. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread. 
who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Yo! Yo! All right, doom scroll. All right, Lazo, you, you good said... good-looking son of a bitch. You knew about this already, but I, of course I, knew I, about I it. saw this thing this morning that said uh, doctors, we might have said emergency room doctors, doctors are warning people yeah. about the hazards of metal barbecue brushes. And I was yeah. like, what are people doing with metal barbecue brushes? And then I saw that they were talking about this kid who uh, swallowed a metal barbecue brush. And I was like, wait, what? He swallowed a brush? Well, it makes much more sense. The bristles, as the brushes get older... Uh, especially they they start to fall apart and so people mm-hmm. you know they go to clean their grill with these things everyone knows a metal barbecue brush right they've used one it's a wire brush More, and uh, I think we the, can all picture the, it the bristles get uh, everybody come close out. your eyes in your head yeah you you know what a wire barbecue brush is brush. okay so the uh, the bristles <laughs> got and they get We're stuck in you. people's food so like this woman her kid uh, they they cooked out her kids eating a piece of chicken and then all of a sudden I mean she said it was like instantaneous something was wrong and yeah. my son who's five was having some barbecue chicken for dinner and he took one bite and immediately started to gag and choke. Her son swallowed the food but still had pain in the back of his throat. So she took a picture and saw a wire sticking out of his tonsil. Uh. We'd heard she over the years of, of the risks of the barbecue bristles and I immediately jumped to think that it could have been a bristle from the barbecue. She said that she'd heard over I the years the too. risks. I'd never really? heard of it. I would it. never have guessed. Me yeah. neither. I used that brush quite a bit and mine was was definitely old and falling apart. It just didn't dawn on me. I mean, I get it. It it, it makes sense. But also, yeah. I don't know if you said what would happen if one of those got stuck in your food. Well, those think, things are too many. It cleans your branch. Yeah, Stiff it's, it's little metal. Thing. It might hurt. You know, get hurt trying to. I don't know what you. Probably got do. stuck but right here, man. Serious. Yeah. Well, this kid's was stuck in his yeah. tonsils. Right. You could see. I've it. heard people almost dying from it, or maybe even dying. Well, this emergency room doctor is warning people and opening up about one of the most interesting cases she's seen in her career so far. Uh, and she's trying to warn people about these metal brushes. She's a pediatric emergency medicine physician at John Hopkins, all children's hospital in St. Per- Petersburg, Florida. Um, she says, one of the most interesting cases that I've had to date was a four-year-old boy who was at a barbecue eating when he suddenly grabbed his ear and started crying, complaining of ear pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, uh, you know, obviously people at that point, you're thinking, what's wrong with your ear? They have no idea that this kid, like, you're not thinking choking. The family's thinking he's in pain. It's bad enough that, like, we need to go to the hospital. She says, we did a CT scan of his neck, which included ears uh, with contrast, and we did a ton of labs, gave him fluids, and did everything that we could think of doing, she says. In an interview with Good Morning America, she said that the case stretched over several days because mm-hmm. doctors had first thought they had an idea of what was going on. One of the things that I didn't share in the TikTok was that the initial um, complaint was actually a bee sting in the ear. Because they were trying to figure right, out, sure. why does your ear hurt? It must have got stung with something. Uh, Martin and her team finally figured out the culprit of the bo- uh, boy's pain. It was a piece of a metal wire brush from a grill brush that had found its way into his food that he had eaten. She says... 
Uh, we ended up seeing a small form body in his neck that was a grill brush wire that had created a little abscess around itself because it was a small form body in the neck. That's a different kid, by the way. And so she's warning people. Well, that about made his this. ear hurt? Yeah, somehow. The body's it, so weird. It, it's, yeah, like your nerves back there. I don't know how it tricked him into, you know, ah, it's probably hurting back over here. I don't know. But the one of the things that I saw that they said emergency rooms, and I think they said Canada see something like 10 of these a year. I had never heard of this. Mm-hmm. And that they talked about in Canada a few years ago, they talked about banning them completely. Sure. Stop selling metal barbecue brushes. So there you go. If you use one of those, at least, uh, you well, know, uh, be on the lookout. And you're, they said to. Get rid of them. Like when they start to get old, get a new one. Don't use an old one because that's when they start to fall apart. This uh, woman who was trying to buy a car, well, she was looking at at a used car. This is in Wisconsin. She's looking at used cars, and Mm -hmm. uh, she decides not to buy a car at this dealership, and she drives off and leaves her driver's license there, forgets it. Mm -hmm. While she's gone, the salesman record a video of themselves picking up her driver's license and they take it out into like the one of the car bays and you can hear one of the other salesmen like put it on the bumper and they set it on the bumper of the of this car sitting there and they he starts peeing on it now I don't know what stupid okay, stuff. So, so they pee on their license. They, they, yeah, they uh, yeah. seemed uh, very upset that with her. Sure. So then this is the the most outrageous part. The car dealership. So she's made aware of this because they posted this video. It gets it, it gets out. So then the car dealership. Once this gets out, they're like, oh boy, this is not good press, right? So mm-hmm. what do they do? This is bad press. They change their Facebook name to another used car dealership in town. Their, their, their Facebook profile. Smart. Man. So smart, right? But that it was a real place. Yeah, and so smart. the guy the guy who owns the other used car dealership is like, oh, no. So he starts getting uh, calls. That he says his phone's ringing off the hook, and he starts getting messages on Facebook of people saying, you're an a-hole. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to kill you. So he's like, this is, this is terrible. He's like, I didn't pee on a driver's license. Nobody here. You got the wrong place. So then he has to do this about face. Because you're thinking when you see, first see the story that this guy is trying to capitalize on this because he ended up like wanting to help her out. And like, oh, okay, you know, good, good promotional tool there. He's going to help her out and give her a deal, give her a free car, cheap car. But no, it's because they had actually used his name That's on their really website. Yeah. The woman's post says she went to look at a car and chose not to buy it. She says she drove home to Waukesha and accidentally left her ID at the shop. A few hours later, someone messaged her on Instagram, warning her of the disturbing Snapchat video. She says they sent her the video, which went viral. We reached out to the poster and NH Auto Sales. We haven't heard a response. Meanwhile, a different nearby car dealership is reaching out to help after they became involved as well. On my way to work, I was like, I need to find a way to t- turn this into a positive for, for her, for us for everybody. Joe Green owns Budget Motors of Wisconsin in Caledonia. And that's the one whose name got used that they switched their profile name to. Oh, so he wants to give her a free car. I'm looking here to see if they found her yet and give her the free car. I'm sure she'll take it. But uh, uh, devastating. I, and I really thought when I saw him on the news, they said that he had become involved. I'm like, how does he become involved? Right. I thought, well, he just wants to capitalize on this and give her something. But when I heard that they changed their name because their Snapchat video had gotten posted, I was like, I oh, it. my God. And, I mean, you see people do this all the time. They'll take big companies and they'll create a, a fake profile. That's why you have you know, verification now, uh, especially for stuff like that. But 
I don't think it would dawn on me. If we were getting that press, I didn't know you could do it. I didn't know that we could change like our name to something else so quick. I don't know how it works. If once you're verified, we should just start doing horrible, horrible stuff and then just switch it to other radio radio shows. Yeah, like peeing on stuff. That seems to get Mm -hmm. people angry. I don't know. Yeah, all kinds of things. Call them names. Call them stupid. Mm-hmm. Call people dumb. Call them stupid. Yeah, people don't like being called stupid. Dumbass. They don't. No, they don't. They hate it. And uh, you know, why is the car? Why is the used car dealer got to urinate on her driver's license? I don't know. He said this is what you get for saying some stupid s to us. Right. It sounds like there must have been more than just her not buying the car, but also maybe not. What if she just like I am interested? I think you know. And then she ended up not buying it. He's like, yeah, you wasted my time. Because that's what I imagine. Mm. Yeah, I mean. I know that they say good car salesmen oftentimes uh, lack empathy and that sociopaths do really well in sales, especially Why? car sales. Well, because you're selling like a bad car and you yep, know it's a bad car yep, or something? And they'll overcharge and they have no problem overcharging them. So they excel in those roles and they do very well. And I know that the car sales people that I've dealt with over the years, I kind of like them, like, you know, that guy reminds me of like a, like a preacher, you know, mm-hmm. like someone who'd be running a church. He's very – and I am – very gullible, so I, I can always make myself believe, like, I think that guy and I do get along. I think we do. I think he likes right. me. I think we're getting along pretty well. And I'm sure as soon as I leave, they're like, that Jesus Christ. That right. Okay. Guy. I can't. I can't. But to take – I know it's just Snapchat, but obviously there were – it's Kenosha. I don't know how big Kenosha is, but it's small enough that someone that followed you knew – you didn't even cover her driver's license. Like, you showed. This is what we right. did. You held it up. The local news But why even if people follow you, why – like, I don't see how that – like. If, Okay, it got back to her, and now we've got all these problems. But I don't understand how, like, you thought, like, just, if you didn't even think you were going to get caught, like, I'll just show this to my followers that we pee on people's right. licenses. Who don't, like, right. How does that bring people in to buy an Avalon? I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. The people that you do know that are following you, I assume you're friendly, at least, because they know. Well, they want to buy cars from you, and they're like, well, this guy pees on stuff. Right. right? I mean, it just doesn't seem like a no, good marketing tool either it does, way. It does not. It does not. And I feel really bad for this other guy because even though he's trying to clear his name now, right. I wonder how many people just heard the name, then the story gets told around town, like, that's the place right. that peed on. I think that guy, even, you know, he's going to give her this free car, I'm sure, but he's going to have to change the name of the dealership. I could absolutely see, yeah. like, in a month around, he's like, we got to change the name because, and just put up a sign that says under new ownership, something. Right, sure. Because that word of mouth is going to spread that that's the place that peed on the woman's driver's license. Uh, what, we're, we're out of time already? Already? All right, well, I still want to talk about this Jalen Carter thing because that's sure. a crazy story, so we'll talk about it in a minute. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, what are we doing? Okay, th- this Jalen Carter story. For right, people who I don't talked know, about it yesterday, I think, right? You and I talked about it off the air. Oh, off the air, yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, Jalen Carter is a uh, college football player. The NFL Combine is going on yes. right now, right? And uh, he, you said he might be like, Number one overall. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Georgia, right? Yeah. And uh, I think he's like, is he? A, he's like a defensive lineman. Or oh, lineman. Okay. So uh, he's at the combine. Yes. And here he is thinking. He's supposed you know, to go talk. Like okay. they, like they make themselves available for the press. I think like he, like there's a desk, a table with his name on it, and he never shows up. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, there was suddenly this warrant out for his arrest. He had to mm-hmm. go turn himself into authorities. And 
The, the story's pretty crazy. I'll play a clip here from the news. Jalen Carter's got him again. A promising career in professional football is in question this morning after former University of Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter turned himself into police overnight. He was at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis trying to get a job when authorities back home filed charges against him for the deadly crash in mid-January that killed a teammate and a recruiting staffer. Police say they went drag racing after a night of drinking and that it was just hours after the parade, after UGA's football team won its second national championship in a row. We've got an accident with injuries. 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, a recruiting analyst, was driving the team's rented SUV that slammed into two utility poles, two trees, and an apartment building around 2.45 oh. a.m. Police say the toxicology reports show that she was drunk, and they say she was driving 104 miles an hour. She and 20-year-old offensive lineman Devin Willock, who was seated behind her, were killed. They were all seen on camera leaving a downtown strip club shortly before the crash. Okay, so there's a celebration. Sure, they won a the national out, championship. Yeah, and so then they go out, you know, drinking, presumably, sure. and then... When they leave, there are video cameras on the street in this uh, drinking district that they were in, and police released some of this footage to the media, and you can see the cars driving away. They're not sure. – um, I don't. I think there might be like a car or two between them, but they say that right after the footage of them leaving, shortly after, that Jalen and the girl who was driving, they get mm -hmm. their car side by side, and mm -hmm. they drag race. Part of what they were saying is that there's – because he says that he wasn't drag racing. Part of what they're saying is, well, we have some evidence. Uh, there's body cam footage. He was pulled over uh, back in, I don't remember, January or something. And uh, you know, he, I think they clocked him at 90. It, right. it was fast. Um, so I, I don't know if that's the kind of thing that in court you would bring up. But what Laz and I were discussing yesterday. At well, they said they had some video. At least I heard that they had video of them. Racing. Yeah, you said that they had video in of the race. sense, like at least what the person I heard talking about it said they had video of them like jockeying for position. You could see that that okay. they were racing, and that even one of the cars went into the uh, oncoming traffic lane. Oh, okay. Uh, as they tried to pass each other. So this is kind of what you and I were talking about yesterday. Is we know that if you go rob a bank, and there's uh, the three of right. us go rob a bank, and I'm I'm the getaway driver. And Lazlo and Snowcone, you guys go inside. Lazlo shoots and kills someone. Well, Snowcone, you and I are getting charged with the same homicide that Lazlo is because we all it was done in the commission of this crime that we all went set right. out to do. I'm together. gonna get less time than you though. There's a good chance, yes, that you will right. get less time, even if we're all found guilty that the judge sure. like you did the worst because you pulled the trigger. Right. Uh, but that said, we know we've seen it in shows, we've seen it uh, in right. movies that that happens. You were part of the crime, even if you you know didn't know that the person right. you were with had a gun. Sometimes that is a defense, but right. you can still get uh, in just as much trouble for that. So, but for something like this, they're saying that he's charged with reckless driving and racing, mm -hmm. which are misdemeanors. Now, he turned himself in, and he posted this, uh, I think it was a $4,000 bond is what I read. There's no chance, right, that because this race resulted in someone's death, that if they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he was a part of this race, that he is somehow culpable for her death. Well, we've talked about this before because there's been scenarios and stories. I think there's even a name for it. But if me and Snowcomb, we, we leave here, right? And we decide, like, you know, we're going to race our SUVs, right? And we both take off going 100 miles an hour. And he hits someone and kills them. Mm -hmm. And I don't hit anyone. 
Well, I'm not. We but we committed the same crime. It's like the DUI thing, yeah. right? But made the same decision, right? We both were drag racing. That's what we were doing. Yeah. But his ended in another crime. Right. Although we were both doing the same thing, and it could have happened to either one of us. Obviously, it only happened to him. Right. Well, un- I guess fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I'm not guilty because <laughs> of what he did. Because I my didn't car anybody. didn't hit anybody. Right. You you might be guilty of drag racing and speeding. Right. If they can prove that, but, but that's I didn't kill anybody because my car didn't hit anybody. Now, part of the thing with the Jalen story is that now you have people argue about that, but well, uh, that's what I'm, I, I don't I, I don't know, and I, I'm curious about that exactly how that works. Could, would they possibly say? Because why did they wait? Do we know why they waited? Uh, so it? I heard it. So the arrest warrant. Yeah. Well, I know that they were waiting the. the it was released in the Atlanta Journal Constitution that morning. Okay. Um, and what I think the police and the newspaper were waiting for were toxicology reports on her. Oh, okay. On the woman who died. They were waiting on toxicology reports. As soon as they got those, that's when they released the story. Okay, because I don't know why the toxicology reports would have mattered as to whether an arrest warrant or not. I don't know, but that's why that story was released when it was. Well, that's my thing. I mean, this goes back to the DUI thing that I always say, and you always say, if if you get in your car and decide to drive home drunk, and I get in my car to drive home drunk on the same night, you know, or same level of drunk, and you end up hitting someone, like you said, uh, you and I. Decided to break the same law that night, yeah. but yours resulted in this tragedy. I, I would assume that even and there's though there's different the penalties for that, we know. Right, absolutely. If you just get the DUI, um, you're going to be in trouble, but nothing like if you killed someone. Right. It's not like they say, well, it could have resulted in someone's no. death. They mm-hmm. don't do that. And we can even make it like for anybody who wants to argue, and I've heard that argument. We could even say we drink the same amount, get in the cars, drive side by side, all the way to my house. Right. If you get in an accident on the way and kill someone and the cop pulls us both over, I don't get charged with that no. death. That, no. It's just not It's not it. And I don't even think if I get in the car and let you drive drunk, even if I'm sober, I don't think there's a crime that I've committed. So I'd, people could say, well, why would you let Laszlo drive? He was drunk. You were sober. You're in the passenger seat. Why weren't you driving? I didn't want to drive. I don't even think in that crazy no. scenario they say... No, you should have known better than to let him drive. And maybe somewhere there's some law that they could use. But I think that in most cases, that Laz would be the one who's in trouble of course. for that. In this instance, I understand how you're saying, how they're saying, or could say potentially, well, but they were both doing this thing together, like in the right. same time. And his, his actions inadvertently led to someone's death. Right, which is kind of like what happens in a DUI. If you hit and kill someone, you didn't mean to hit and kill them, but you were breaking the law by drinking and driving. Would they say that even though Jalen wasn't the one driving, because he was part of this race? I can't believe that they would. I I, doesn't make it just seems so odd to me that they would do it then. But you're saying you know that came out they were waiting on these toxicology reports. One of the things I heard today that I hadn't heard yesterday was that he returned. Right now they they have him charged with two misdemeanors. Yeah, they're they're misdemeanors. It's uh, reckless driving and racing. I think those are the two things. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why they decided to release that. They they released that video, the body cam footage of him getting pulled over speeding previously. Right. For that some seems reason. odd to me, too. Right. Like, why well, did they release that? He's a known speeder? Well, that doesn't have anything yes. to do with... 
I know. That I thought was odd. I mean, Unless that girl was pulled over at the same time, then he's just speeding. If I guess my question is, if he says, I wasn't racing, you know, we weren't racing, I wasn't going 104 miles an hour, and they say, I mean, I don't, they're misdemeanors. I, I don't even know. For a couple of misdemeanors, can you, can you go to trial for something like this? If they say, well, if we prove that he's lying about this and that he was racing, because they're already misdemeanors. What you're charging him with is already misdemeanor if he's guilty of it. So I got to think that this is it, right? It's the $4,000 bond and then whatever the charges for getting a ticket for going that fast. Yeah, I can't imagine there's more really... to it. I mean, they, so what I, if I understand this correctly, he didn't stay. That's part of the When they got issue. in the accident. He drove off. And right. then the thing I watched this morning, they said that he returned to the scene. Right. And said he wasn't there. Like, you know, right. he wasn't racing them or whatever. But, and so that's why when he came back, I think they talked to him maybe. But that's why they didn't give him a breathalyzer or anything because they didn't catch him at the scene. Now they know he was racing with them because they have it on video. But at the time, they would have no reason to think that, Right. Right. So he just, you know, my, know. Yeah, right. There's an accident. It's my friend in it. Right. Yeah, and it's right. crazy. I mean, not that long ago, if this accident had happened, this exact same scenario, that would have been the end of it because they get there. I don't know. They said that the, the player who died was sitting behind her. Was right. someone else in that car that survived? I don't think so. I, I mean, I guess he's just sitting behind her right. for some reason. Maybe there was stuff in the front seat. I don't know. But they never say anything about an injured mm-hmm. person. So I assumed it was just the two of them, and for whatever reason, he's behind her. If that car hits those trees and goes into a wall and they both die, for most of our lives, that would have kind of been the end of it. Now it's like, well, just to make sure, we'll see if we can check these ring doorbell videos or whatever they found, right. dash cam video. You said that someone, somehow well, they found just some somebody sort of video. somebody a witness that yeah. there's two cars racing or something, right? Okay. So sure. uh, who knows? Sure. I mean, there'd be a million ways to do it, but now they can check the video, they however look. they have the video. Right, there's video all over, so they say, right. here we go, we'll, we'll look at this. I'm not saying that... But I just don't see how you can... Look, I'm, I don't see how you can blame him. Well, I, well let me stop that. I, don't see, I, I guess I can see how you'd be mad at him and blame him for doing something reckless. Okay. But I don't see how he's guilty of anything. I don't even see how he's guilty of speeding and drag racing just because they have it on video. Now, I know we do that, but unless you can prove that it's him in the car, right? You know, they just have a video of it. So I'm guessing his lawyer just said, just admit to that and we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But, I mean, he could be saying a million different things. The fact that you didn't arrest him on the scene, you didn't give him a breathalyzer, and you didn't know he was there, now allows him to tell, all right, let's just say even if he tells the truth. I don't think, you know, he didn't make that person drive 104 miles an hour. Right. If they're drag race, people have tried to drag race me before, and I'm right. like, yeah, not interested. Right. Right. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of, I don't do that. I'm right. So they, she was obviously decided to do it. No one was forcing her to do it, as far as we know. And she was intoxicated. She right. decided so to drive she, drunk. All those things were her decisions. He, you know, he made his decisions. You know, the, the decisions were the same, the outcomes were different. And in, Almost every situation in life, that happens. We have both made the same decision. Rarely are the outcomes exactly Exactly the same. same. So, unfortunately, that's just kind of life. And it sucks. Yeah. But it is. And now I think the fact that they didn't arrest him, I mean, he could say anything he wants. I don't know what he's going to say, but if I was lawyer, I'd be like, just tell him, uh, you know, you weren't drinking and you knew she was drunk and you were chasing him down the street to try to get her to pull over. Right. Like, I mean... 
I mean, not, the, the, well, how are you going to say I don't? That's not what was happening. The scenario that I saw someone uh, write in a comment thread was, what if there was some sort of evidence, witnesses, videos, whatever, that showed the two of them racing, and that he swerved, and his swerving caused her a chain reaction where she swerved, if and then she cut went her off, the road. off and she, then there would be, I'm sure there'd be more charges. Okay. Like, if he cut her off and... Like if he tried right. to get around her and it caused her to lose control right. or whatever, if he passed her in oncoming traffic and she swerved, right. then, okay, then. then I'll Maybe go there's something there like, a, right. you know, reckless driving, involuntary manslaughter. You know what I mean? Right. Something. Yes. I don't know what you get by doing that uh, normally. Because you... you Meaning if you were driving home and I cut you off and you went off the road and died, I don't know what that charge is, but that's what the charge is. Yeah, and well, and if there's other more than that, if I'm speeding and I cut you off the road, then it can be you know reckless. I'm sure, uh, whatever. Yeah, reckless endangerment and manslaughter, fatality. How about that? There's vehicular manslaughter. I just made that up at the top of my head. Sounds sounds believable enough. I'll I'll go with it. But look, I'm not saying that the guy made perfect decisions that night. All I'm saying is I don't like this idea. The people people seem to be speculating at least online about that is if they prove that he was drag racing her that night then this would be the same as if he were no. basically driving the car and they Mm-mm. had died. I don't... No, 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 no. Yes, it's a bad choice. We've all made bad choices. And just like Lazo said, for some of us, the consequences that we paid for those bad choices were severe. For others, others, there was none. And right. good and bad. Yes. We both made a decision, like we were talking about earlier, we both made a decision to go to Harvard. You got a million-dollar job and I didn't. Right. Well, we both made the same decision. That doesn't mean the outcomes aren't the same. Exactly. They're just not the same. So, unfortunately, there's that. that's what happens in life. Like, it's not everything you do it doesn't turn out equal. And he, for whatever reason, didn't get in that accident. And I saw their coach, the Georgia coach, uh, Kirby Smart, release a statement. He said, the charges announced are deeply concerning, especially as we are still struggling to cope with the devastating loss of two beloved members of our community. We will continue to cooperate fully with authorities while supporting these families and assessing what we can learn from this horrible tragedy. Right. So, I mean, the concerning part, I was like, uh, the rest of it, standard issue. I would expect that. It's a tragedy. We're coping, you know, but... Yeah, deeply concerning. Yeah, I think you know, you got, you know, yeah, mad, right. bad, mad, make right. bad choices, and that's. I'm, I'm deeply concerned about this situation. Yeah, of course, he yeah. probably should be. Yeah, and look, uh, don't drag race, and, and don't don't drink and drive, and certainly right. don't uh, drink and uh, drag race. Yeah, I mean, don't do any of those things. Uh, have you ever been in the car with someone when they start doing 100 miles an hour, and you're you're in the passenger seat no. or in the back seat? It's, I'm just not interested. I hate it's it. Just you know me, man. I, I drive like an old lady. I, I just, I'm not anywhere. I like. The risk versus reward. I don't know, right. like, what is so great about my expedition beating your Yukon down the street? Like, I just don't care. Well, that's the other thing. This guy's driving a, a – Carter had a Trackhawk. So that's like a 700-horsepower Jeep. You know, it's got the Hellcat engine in it. Mm-hmm. I got to think that it, things wouldn't have been that close with the expedition, but I don't know. You know, right, who knows yeah. what kind of expedition it was. But I understand, like, he's got this fast car, and he gets uh, pulled over. He was apparently doing 90 not that long ago. But – you know, don't don't let him do that. Don't 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 drag race. And if someone is in the car with you, for God's sake, look, you shouldn't do it anyway. Because no, what happens is you hurt somebody, somebody else. else. Right. Just... And now your dumb decision caused, just like with drinking and driving, caused right. someone else's death or or serious injury. I hate that feeling. And it's only happened yeah. a couple times, like in high school, 
Um, the friend who was driving wanted to go find these guys. He was mad. They started throwing stuff out their car at us, and they sped off. So he's chasing them down the road. Yeah. I'm trying to like not look at the speedometer, right. but he's he's hitting a hundred. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Honestly, right. to this day, it's one of the reasons I'm like, I'll just drive. Yeah, let me, let me drive. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo, what's going on, Laszlo? You're a big Brady fan, so sure. I assume that you already knew this. I'm. Pretty sure I'd remember if I'd heard this. What I, Brady? I, I, Tom? Tom Brady, yeah. Bill? Yeah, Tom Brady. That's Bunch. your guy, right? There's no Brady that you like better than Tom, is there? Mm, no. Greg? I do like Greg. Wasn't bad. Um, Peter was fine. I'm not a big Bobby fan. Marsha? Yeah, of course. Marsha Brady. High. I guess, you know, that's a pretty good Brady. No, Tom Brady uh, said that he was there, were, or at least. I like there Wayne were, Brady a lot. You do, yeah. Yeah, Wayne, but you know what? he was good on Chappelle, uh, Chappelle show. That was that was pretty funny. I haven't seen him in a long time. Though. I hope he's doing all right. Wayne Brady, uh, Tom Brady, the former NFL football quarterback. Radar Online reported that the forty-five-year-old had drawn up a game plan for a new career in stand-up comedy. Tom Brady did, huh? Yeah. Did you with know- Wayne Brady? No. I'm not that joking. Makes sense then. Did you already know this? That they said that Tom Brady was. Going to try and become a stand-up comic? Hold on, repeat that. It says, Radar Online reported that the 45-year-old, talking about Tom Brady, has drawn up a game plan for a new career in stand-up comedy and a potential next step in his post-NFL days. I I, yeah, no. I would definitely remember no. if I heard that. So, I don't know. They apparently said that a while back. And now TMZ says... Are you sure this is a parody or satire? No, this is on Fox News. I don't know. Then uh, TMZ says... No, there's an update to this. Doesn't mean that he won't be doing stand-up comedy, but oh, it does look like they're going to be doing a roast, and that he will let people roast him. Tom Brady from the goat to the groat. TMZ reporting that Brady is gearing up for the greatest roast of all time. The seven-time Super Bowl champ preparing to face a wave of jokes at his own expense. Wow. I'm sure there'll be a lot of jokes Uh-oh. about that whole unretirement right. moment in his life. Yeah. Well, lately he's already gotten a nice, uh, he's been working hard on his second retirement for the quarterback, recently appearing in 80 for Brady the film, and of course scoring that 10-year, $375 million contract with fox sports there you go i the roast thing i totally understand it's sure that that seems logical i get that uh i wouldn't do it i i, I couldn't do one of those things that that probably doesn't surprise you but the idea of doing a roast i know it's all fun but mm, they're not really i've watched them those people's feelings have to be hurt right, but tom, tom brady's got plenty of money i'm sure and mm. that that helps in security sure uh and I heard that his movie did well, that 80 for Brady. Mm. I, read yeah, something, I don't know. I think I read something that people were, that it like made decent money in theaters. And I, I'm almost positive that I read something about it and how they were talking about, oh, could this save movie theaters? And actually, the article was saying, no, it 80 won't, Brady would save 80 movie for theaters? Brady. Yeah, I was like, you come on, guys. Like, you know, more movies like this. And they're like, no, it's not the answer. It's not enough. So, but it must have at least done fairly well. I didn't even know. I thought that that was like a streaming thing. Honestly, I guess I didn't <clears> even know that it was out. But when he said that he was going to retire the first time, he said he was going to be getting into the film industry, and it was because they were talking about the 80 for Brady thing. They announced that. I did not hear the stand-up uh, comic thing. Mm-mm. I would absolutely love to see that. I can't. I don't know if there's ever been a celebrity, let alone an athlete, but a celebrity who was not a comedian, who was mm. really great at something and, and led to them to this – Big celebrity status, and then went and tried stand up. 
I mean, I can only imagine. And of all the things we've used stand up on this show as a as a bet to say if you lose they the made bet, twelve point five million dollars the opening weekend. Is that good? I well, guess they, it pro- they said it was. Pro- they projected it to do ten. Oh, so it beat so, projections. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Twelve point five. I mean, I guess. Hey, I don't know what it costs, so maybe that that's uh, pretty good. But we've used stand-up comedy on this show as a as a bet. It's already made money. Else. The budget was twenty-eight million. The box office was thirty-seven million, and it hasn't had been out that long. Okay, twenty. It hasn't. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, still, that doesn't sound like. I don't know why they would be saying will movies like this. But I guess hey, if it's making money, a lot of movies probably don't make money. But man, why would you want to do stand-up? I the roast thing. If you can, you know, deal with people making fun of you and saying hurtful things, and then just saying hey, it was all a joke. That's fine. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably say that they could and that it wouldn't hurt their feelings and are either lying or just wrong. And then I think for plenty of people, they could do it. Lazo, I think you'd probably be fine with it, right? If yeah, I'd be fine with it. Roast you. Yeah. Like if it was now, the what would be bad is if they said, um, hey, you should have like, you know, Slim Fast and Snow Cone and, you know, some of your uh, co workers, yeah. they'll roast you. Like that sounds. Uncomfortable, kind of like watching someone do stand up. I'm okay with it, but they give you the at the end. You get to go back at them, right? But I'm saying just it would be uncomfortable in the sense, like you know, if if someone said you want to do this, you have to go to work Monday. No, 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 not even that. I'm saying to watch them try and be funny, to watch these people like, hey, we're going to roast you, and they're going to do, they're going to pretend they're Jeff Ross all of a sudden and do these roast jokes. That might be pretty uncomfortable. But if it was actual roast, what are they called, roast masters? I guess he's the roast master. If it was them, and they're saying really, you know. Funny stuff. Funny stuff fine that's also yeah. hurtful. You'd be okay with it? Yeah. Mm, no. Yeah. No? So I couldn't do it. I, I remember, I think it was Chevy Chase that did two of them. And I think I read somewhere that after the second one, he was, like, really upset because he said the people that showed up, like, weren't even really his friends. And he was like, I don't even really know those people. And what they said didn't seem like it was all that joking. Like, it just seemed like they were saying, right. I really hate you and everyone else hates you. And if you watched it, that's basically what it was. It was like, you suck. You've sucked for a long time. You probably always sucked. And worse than that, everyone hates you. Right. You know, and, and then it was like, the end. And I was like, ugh. And he admitted later, like, yeah, that wasn't fun. I'm like, no, that does not seem fun to me. Uh, if you knew, like, if you could be confident what, with Brady. But the people knew you, I guess. Or... Yeah, that they know you. Or with Brady, if they're going to make fun of his career, okay. You're going to make fun of him unretiring? Sure. Right. Who, who cares? He, he had a pretty successful run there in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, what could you make fun of him that might get to him. I, you could make fun of it. Like, Just, I, I would start thinking about his parenting. Oh, okay, yeah, the parenting. I mean, the kissing on the lips, they'll probably that talk was about, good. right? Uh, the fact that, you know, I would just assume that, I would just throw at him that he's never around. Some of those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, the relationship stuff, the dad right, stuff, get that. and then on retiring. Other than that, I guess I don't really know enough about him. Are I, I guess they could make references to specific things that happen in specific games, but that kind of seems pretty much. unlikely, a little too too much. Yeah. So, But, you know, hey, if you're going to be, maybe if he really is planning on being a stand-up comic, someone's like, hey, you know, it's going to hurt. You're used to all this fanfare and people loving you and cheering. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go get on that stage, it's going to be really uncomfortable. Right, and no, you got to be prepared. Yeah. And so maybe they're like, you know what would be good for you is get roasted first, right. bring it down a few pegs, and then you can go and try stand-up. Goes, I don't see him doing stand-up. He doesn't no. seem like the kind of guy he would do it. Not at all. That's why. So but maybe that's like, like maybe, he, maybe you know, we're saying that maybe that he is that kind of guy. Maybe. Like, what maybe. is the thing I could do that would surprise people? I'm going to walk out here and tell Joe. Like, he may be that motivated to do stuff. Oh, God. Right. Or is it that he... 
What if he he's was been good at it? So good even at make football, you he thinks he if thinks I set my mind to something, yeah. I'll be good what at it. What if he was good at it? He that's what I'm saying. It's it's a possibility, obviously. I can't I don't see it. I thought when I read it, how did I not already hear about this one? And two, is right. this a joke? But it said there's nothing in there that says that that was a parody. It says that Radar Online reported that the 45-year-old had drawn up a game plan for a new career in stand-up comedy. That, huh? p- no, I, the yeah, fact that we didn't hear it like already. Simulation. This yes. feels like simulation stuff. Well, <laughs> 20 years from now, Tom Brady's the highest paid uh, He was in Ted, comedian. and uh, you know, he was great in it. That's so. what they mentioned. He had an appearance yeah. in Ted, and I think was they, they might have mentioned. Uh, he made an appearance uh, in the movie Ted 2. And mm-hmm. actor Paul Rudd's Netflix project, Living With Yourself. His work in Funny Your Die video in 2012 garnered over 7 million views you on YouTube to date. So I'll tell you this much. If Tom Brady goes on his inaugural tour, stand-up tour, I'm guessing they'd probably be selling pretty big theaters, even if he's like, I, I should start small. Right. It's going to be hard because if people find out that Tom Brady's coming there. Right. So he could probably sell quite a few tickets. I'm going. I would go. Not I haven't seen him at all. I gotta see, and I don't want to watch people try and do stand up. No, ever. but I'd like to see if he could pull it off. <laughs> yeah. More in a way, like, well, what Sheer can't you curiosity. do? Yes. What can't you do? And what made you think that you could do this? You must right. have. There's must. Is there some side of you that we don't know about? Is this is this going to be a thing? Because I'm trying to envision it, and I can't. I like it. Well, there you I go. I think you can do it. Tom Brady. I think uh, it'll be fantastic at it. The roast. It sounds. I think like it'll be the greatest real. comedian ever. Yeah. Right. You say that, Snowcone. Who knows? I'm did not you, saying he can't be good. Did you ever think that Joe Rogan would be president of the United States? Yeah. You know, back in the day? No. Nope. But I bet you do now, don't you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, things change. People surprise us. Mm-hmm. We only see that one side. And Brady has got that mentality that we talk about, that we yep. lack, that championship mentality. Yep. If I do something, I'm going to win well. at it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. And we've never thought that. The best. No. Well, obviously, that's ridiculous. That's not, it's not possible. Yeah. Uh, can't be the best. I like it. But Brady, uh, Brady maybe thinks he does. So, all right, Brady, go go do it. The roast, yes, the roast. TMZ's acting like the roast. It's the greatest roast ever. Okay, so that makes sense. But the the stand up comedy thing. Well, I've seen if that's the roast, real. or is that already? No, like it sounds. According to TMZ, the roast is being worked on. Okay. So they are putting together this roast, and they've already got that name for it. But uh, the stand-up comedy thing, I just found that one thing from that excerpt from it. online. I'm all in, man. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. We're done, huh? That's it. Today's uh, Thursday, yeah. So yeah, we'll be here, here tomorrow. Be here tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's good. Look forward to it. You got anything fun tonight? Nope, nothing. I, mean, well, I got stuff to do, but nothing you know we're talking about. You? Uh, no. What did you tell me to watch? Oh, I need to watch the Jeter thing. That, that yes, I told you. I know There's an forever. XFL documentary. And then I didn't know about that till today. So okay, I'll watch that. You guys got anything good on your list? Silicon's catching up on uh, boat. The boat. Bachelorette. Bo- butts and boats. What's it called? Boats boat. and boats. That's <laughs> it. Boat loads of love or whatever. Boat loads of love. Yeah. What is it? It's some boat show he watches. A boat? Is it really? It's like a yeah, real boat life. Loads lo- of love. That's not no, what it's, it's called. Not. It's what called it? something about boats. You've already done this to me several times. It's, it's NBA- below deck, and I don't watch below it. Below deck. I used to watch it. I don't watch it. A oh, long you time. used to watch why, it. I'm not. Okay. Why would I lie about that? I, I know it's funny. I believe you. It's just why would you say I don't you said, watch like, it? I don't like you watch it. Like it was. I was like, you know way too much about it. A few weeks, like man, I used to watch that show and I liked it a lot, but I haven't watched it. Only reason I brought it up is because it's advertised to me constantly. Every time I open that app, it's like. Below deck, and I didn't know what it was, so I asked you what it was about. You don't like it though anymore? It's no good? I just haven't watched it in a long time. And you knew exactly what it was about. So sorry I thought that you watched it. What are you watching now? Uh, I've been watching Shadowland. Oh, okay. uh, Peacock. Well, that's not, I mean. That's good. You're not watching any 
Yeah, that's not that's not fun. Oh, tomorrow's dating. a new love after lockup. I'm excited for that. Love after lockup. Mm-hmm. You wait. So you actually, it's now it's life after lockup. It's a new season. Oh right, because you had the season finale. You said that there was yep. a se- so season now that's finale. Life after lockup. Life after lockup. And what does that mean? Now they're out. It follows the same people. But they're right. out. They're out. And they're yeah. just trying to get their lives back together. But so love after lockups when they just get out, and then after like a few months, they life. You know, you've. You've oh, acclimated. we've had some time to establish yeah. oh, ourselves. Oh, love after lockout? Mm-hmm. That's what it's called? I lockout. thought it was love during lockout. There's well, love. In my head, I thought they were like having romance while they were in prison. So there in is my head, love I during too. lockup. There is love oh, during there's lockup. There's love after lockup, and there's life after lockup. There's mm. three of these things. Maybe more. Wow. It's a great mm. show. If there were more, you'd know. Well, let's so see. Life after lockup, just look over here. It looks like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. looks like this. I well, you enjoyed it? You enjoy all those shows? I love that show. Life After Lockup. Yeah, it's what's great. that? What, what, what is that on? How do I watch that? That is on... I don't care. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, good show. Life After Lockup. Who's the star on Life After Lockup? Who's your favorite one? Uh, we'll say Monique. Good show, Monique. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.